I think it's safe to say there are professions in this world that don't require you to be right all the time. Aside from the obvious choices of the weatherman and stockbrokers, movie critics hold a high place on the list of jobs that don't require perfection. While I realize I'm treading thin ice due to the fact that I myself am a film critic, I'd be a liar if I said I don't find most of them to be pompous underachievers. There are many egocentric critics who love to pontificate their ideas on what a movie should and shouldn't be. I guess it's their attempt to gain verisimilitude amongst morally woke audiences. At the same time, these underachievers tend to turn their noses up to any movie that has any fun. For the rest of us morally unwoke, it's pretty easy to see through their smug bullshit. I can think of no greater examples of said bullshit than the movie reviews gained by the movie we are talking about today. Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert, hands down the most popular movie reviewers of all time. I wouldn't think I'd need to explain that, but I'm not sure if Gen Z got to experience the hot air blown by these turds every week on TV. So, Siskel and Ebert spent years trying to condemn this movie and all of its sequels. They even did a whole episode in 1980 on the dangers of slasher movies and tried to show how misogynistic they were. Which, considering most every male killer in a slasher gets his ass kicked by a girl in the end, makes me question how many of these movies they actually watched in the first place. But I digress. During this uphill battle to diminish the franchise, Siskel and Ebert used the following statements to describe the movies. A moral and reprehensible piece of trash. Also stating, it only exists to show killing and mutilation, mindless bloody violence. They even went a step further in saying, the director is one of the most despicable creatures ever to infest the movie business. Yikes. The director they are referring to is Sean Cunningham, and his movie is the 1980 slasher classic Friday the 13th. Due to the franchise's success, it's pretty safe to say Siskel and Eber died on their hill of slander. Friday the 13th released to audiences May 9, 1980, and grossed just under $60 million at the box office. Pretty good profit considering its $500,000 budget. The movie focuses around a group of camp counselors who start getting killed one by one by a mystery killer. A mystery killer who in the end, spoiler alert, turns out to be a woman, Mrs. Voorhees. A female killer blows Soyboy and Easter's idea of misogyny right out of the water, so anyone who is actually a fan of Friday the 13th can see the ignorance in their claims. Friday's success led to 11 more films starring the Voorhees family. Jason and Pamela Voorhees are loved by so many around the world it's led to the franchise grossing over $468 million in total. To close out this intro, I will leave with a review from Roger Ebert, my favorite review. It's my favorite because I believe what he was trying to do is insult the movie, but ironically he describes my ideal vision for a slasher flick. Quote, It's just a series of teenagers who come on the screen, say a few words, and then they are hacked to pieces. End quote. Well, I don't know about you, but that sounds like a badass movie. Thanks for the recommendation, Roger. Boom! Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I am your host and your scary movie companion, Christian Ramey. And I am here with the best producer in the world, Ozark Mark. What's up, Ozark? Hey there, hi there, ho, ho, ho there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm here with you again to talk about, uh, you know, another uh, scary movie here. What? Yeah, a legendary scary movie. Which one? You know, Friday the 13th. Ooh. <laughs> and I will note that more specifically in this episode, now obviously we know Jason Voorhees when we think Friday the 13th, but this episode will mainly just be covering the first one obviously 
we can go off the trail. It happens all the time. But we are focusing mainly on the original. So Pamela Voorhees is our killer. A woman killer. Pretty badass. Not like some young lady killer. This is an old woman killer. That's yeah. badass. How many, uh, there aren't really a lot of uh, female killers in there horror are, movies. I mean, there are, there's a good handful. There's, but, a, I mean, there's generally... a good sprinkle, but it's predominantly male. Yes. But I, I get that, I mean, as we discussed in the intro with uh, Siskel and Ebert trying to define these films as like misogynistic or just being against women, if you're in the horror films, you, under, you would understand how full of shit that is. The girls are usually the one kicking the killer's ass in the end. They're the ones that usually survive. And it's They're not, always the ones that survive. Exactly. And it's not just girls getting killed in these movies. It's dudes, too. It's people that are vulnerable. That's who's getting killed. But usually a girl is always the one that outsmarts and lives to the end, and then occasionally is the killer. So to define these movies as, you know, against women, that's just silly, man, because girls are... To say that only men, because that's what they would say back in like the 80s and shit. They'd be like, this is only for, you know, teenage boys. Bullshit. Been to a million conventions. And there's a lot of girls. Like, equal amount of girls. Girls like horror too. So, that's a bullshit description. So, you know, we have, we, we got to clear the air with that. Horror movies love girls. Because girls always win. And in this case, they're fucking killing us. Okay, boys and girls. She she wasn't picky. She wasn't just killing young, hot girls. She was killing dudes, too. And then, this is Friday the 13th. We had Ted Savini, the makeup artist. Legendary. He really, like, just... He set the bar in this. And he, I mean, to kind of go with Ted Savini for a second, I mean, th at this point in his life, he just cranked out a shitload of movies. You know, he, he did Dawn of the Dead... Then he did, uh, you know, The Burning, Friday the 13th, um, The Prowler. He, he just did a shitload of movies in a short amount of time. Martin, legendary special effects. I mean, he really changed the way that movies we watch now are seen. I mean, as we discussed before, if it wasn't for these old pioneers really trying new shit, trying to make it look realistic on TV, this was before CGI. And I'll take special effects over CGI any day, to be honest with you. And Ted Savini was the master. And Friday the 13th, this was like he was in the prime of his life. This was the prime of his makeup skills. And the kills in this movie, I think it's what separated it from a lot of the other slashers. I'm not saying there wasn't blood um, to start off with, but Halloween was still on a real high train. You know, came out in 78. A lot of people loved it. And I'm not saying there wasn't gore. Or, or blood in Halloween, but it was kind of more romantic the way it was done, a lot of shadow work. Friday the 13th was not that way. It was in your face, very bloody, axe to the forehead, you know, big ass, you know, poking you through the neck. You're going to gurgle out and die, arrow through your face, uh, slit throats. So it was one of the first to do that. And these effects still hold up. Now, now there's a couple you may watch, you know, from the series, and you're like, all right, this looks a little... A little ridiculous, but a lot of them look really good. I mean, this movie's old, 1980. They look really good. That's that's the that's the work of Tom Savini. Did you um, get to witness some of these murders in this movie, Ozark Mark? Absolutely. 
Yes, I saw many of the many of the kills. Um, I would have to say my favorite kill would be um, the axe to the face kill. Mm-hmm. You know which one I'm talking about. I do. He got that chick, the one with the, the one with the boobies. Yes. Yep. And the uh, granny panties on, but still showed a little bit of side butt. It was nice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but uh, I it's just not just this movie, Friday the Thirteenth, of course, but all of the Jason Voorhees kills. And the ones from this one were always the most entertaining kills to me. And Jason, out of, you know, all the killers in horror movie history, he's the most entertaining, which is, you know, I can't pick a favorite one. He's like a MacGyver, dude. Yeah, he is. His kills are always the most entertaining. He's really like the only one, honestly, that you root for (laughs) in the movies. You're supposed to be... Now, some people are scared of Jason, right? Some people are sure. terrified of Jason, but most of the time, if you're watching it in a horror fan, you're rooting for him. You're waiting to see how he's going to kill the next person. Absolutely. Who doesn't want to be Jason, too? When you get really fucking angry, don't you feel like you want to be Jason? I mean, just brutally? Yeah. Beat the shit, kill somebody. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> you know? definitely a persona I can and take he definitely on. got neglected, too, so he kind of feels pain, too, you know? Oh, yeah. Bunch most, of kids the monsters got are always bullied. victims. A bunch of kids get bullied every day, you know? So they look at Jason, and then he can't die. He just keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. Which is another cool thing. So he's he's really, the like I said, he's the most entertaining of the killers to me. What what's wild too is um, so the director Sean Cunningham. Yes. A lot of time. I mean, I've said this too about horror movies or certain times with franchises that I won't. You know, I, I've given a lot of condemnation to the new Halloween series and kind of called them cash grabs. But I need to be honest with myself in the sense that. All of horror was a cash grab. These were fast movies. How can we make a good buck? Now, they've come, I, I would say, like more later into the genre. There were people who stuck with it because they loved the genre. But let's be honest. A lot of people blew up quick because of horror movies, actors, directors included, even production companies. You, you can overnight be a success. I mean, what? You spend 500000 on this movie and it gets under $60 million. What's also neat about this to me is... He, he saw Halloween, Sean Cunningham. He saw Halloween, and he says, yo, this movie's fucking killing it. We need our own. We need mm-hmm. something of our own. So they just made a quick, he said, I've got the title Friday the 13th. And he says, I can do something with that. And they threw together a script, him and Dick Miller. Did you Do you know what the uh, title of the Moody was originally supposed to be mm. besides Friday the 13th? I forget. No, no. Uh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. What's today's date? St. Patrick's Day, St. Patrick's Day, ladies and gentlemen, 2021. And on this day, mm-hmm. Ozark Mark, the producer, who was not a horror movie nerd, right? Mm-hmm. Who doesn't watch horror movies 24-7 like this fuckhole across from me, mm-hmm. knows something about a movie that Christian Ramey does not. Yep, you does got everybody me today, realize partner. what's happening here? This is fucking amazing. This is I, like being right with your wife. <laughs> I'm erect over here. I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty excited. Okay, but the thing is, I gotta remember what it's called. I feel. I feel like um, maybe I've read it, it was, but it's uh, not ringing a bell. It's uh It was a. It's like a long night at Camp Blood. Yeah. Or something yeah, like that. I feel like I did hear something about Don't that. Or like Camp Blood. It. No, you didn't. Stop. I didn't know. You're I didn't know to... the title. I didn't know the title. You're correct, but I did okay. feel like I heard something about Camp Blood. Um, it was supposed to be a long night at Camp Blood, and that definitely would have not have worked. It was originally. Not a fact, I think I mean. uh, one of the screenwriters in this movie as well didn't like sequels. Like mm-hmm. he hated sequels. Yeah, they so, all pretty much didn't want to yeah. do a sequel. 
Exactly, which is crazy to think because there's like 12 or 13 fucking Jason Voorhees They didn't think there was anything there. They said, well, what do you mean? She's dead. And they're like, no, we're going to bring back Jason. Not to to cut you up, but I'm just to back up your argument when, like, they were going to do a sequel. And they said, Tom Savini, do you want to... um, do you want to uh, be a part of this? And he's like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, you killed off the mom. What, what do you mean, Jason? And he's like, no, I don't want to be a part of that. So he did The Burning, which is which is great. It's an awesome movie as well. I'm very thankful that he did that. You know, you don't want to change anything that's ever happened, but he didn't think it'd be anything. Not, none of them thought they would make anything of it. They were just like, this is a one-time success. Who would have thought that you could come out with a movie every October with a guy in a hockey mask named Friday the 13th with the oh, same yeah. basic recipe. <clears throat> Excuse just me. The, just in the 80s alone, they went up to like part six or something, didn't they? Of just Friday the 13th? Oh, I mean. Title. There's like six parts to it just in the 80s, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, more than that. Uh, let's see. Jason Goes to Hell was the end. I don't know if that was eight. No, that's like 92, I think. So um, that would have been. Yeah, I mean, there's like seven or eight. Yeah, uh, just, yeah, that's yeah, just, definitely. Because goes to Manhattan was eighties, so yeah, yeah, yeah. When he goes to Manhattan, and then you got Jason X. But my personal favorite out of all the Jason Voorhees movies was Freddy vs. Jason, which seems kind of, um, you know, dorky. I guess you could say, kind of mainstreamish. But that movie gave us both Jason and Freddy at the same time. So even myself was creative. Yeah, it, it, myself as a purist, you would think I'd be a person that'd hate that movie, but a lot of people do. I was a freshman in high school when that came out, and I remember seeing that bitch in theaters four times. Yeah, got the DVD. I loved it, but I was upset that Kane Hodder was not Jason. I really was. He got the shaft on that, but Ken Kersinger, he had played as um, Jason as a stunt double. I think it was in like part set or part eight. Mm-hmm. So he he had put on the mask before, and he did a fucking awesome job. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I hate to say it, and I love Kane. I would have much rather Kane in it, but Ken Kersinger did a good fucking job. There aren't, like, many Jasons I fucking hate. Kane just gave a different life as far as, like, the way he would breathe with his shoulders and shit. He, he made him, like, more fucking... Like a stealth apex predator. Not necessarily stealth, but he made him like an apex predator where he's like a fucking animal. Whereas everybody else had a different Dude, look. I remember when we went to the Horror Hound convention here years ago, Kane mm-hmm. Hoddard was there. And we yep. met with him and we fucked around with him for like 20, 10 minutes or something talking to him. He's a super cool dude. Oh, yeah. Then he took a picture with us. And he put uh, his arms around both of us mm-hmm. above, the, above the shoulders, of course. Okay, don't get any ideas here, people. Right. It was all it was all consented, but I would have loved. Dude, him. I'm pretty sure he could if he just squeezed his arms to get, like just flexed his arm, he could have snapped our necks. Yes, there <laughs> like have that's been. How he's built like uh, for all you fans that have been out there and had change because I've had him in separate times where he's like put me in choke like just it was just me so he put both of his hands around my neck and there's many a fans that that's why they go to see Kane they want him to choke him up in the photo yeah and it's funny too because. For a guy that's not that tall, I mean, you and I are both taller than Kane. Yeah. Dude would fuck us up. Oh, dude yeah. is jacked, dude. Absolutely. And he was like... He I, would fuck us up if we both had weapons. Yeah. I, I And I don't know if... <clears throat> I don't know if you've uh, ever heard anything on his story at all, Ozark Mark, but he has a great book called uh, To Hell and Back, I believe, or maybe that's the documentary. I, I forget what it is, but it's Kane Hodder. He's got an audio book that he narrates himself, which is a such a plus 
when the writer of something can narrate it. Especially if you're reading about your own fucking life, I want to hear you tell me the story. Yeah, you got that similar to uh, um, the guy who did uh, Leatherface did that too, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Very good. So when you, um, Gunnar Hansen, he did a great job as well. Gunnar Hansen. I think I like Kane's a little better, but Kane, he came up wanting to be, or doing a, being a stunt director, or trying to be one, and he was like 18, and he started to get a little traction. And what happened was he called this news reporter out, and this news reporter said, okay, yeah, I'll do an article for you, put you in the paper, whatever, you can do a little stunt, and we'll put it on there. So Kane, he says, I'm going to do a fire stunt, okay? He liked to do the fire pyro stunts. Mm -hmm. So they went out, and he was going to do it, and they were at this location that was, like, right near a lake. Okay. Well, something happened. I don't know if it fucking rained or they didn't have the right product or something happened where that fell through. So they had to reschedule the next day. And he did it in the fucking desert, like this desert part of town, right? He does the fire stunt. It goes bad. His whole fucking face catches on fire. His whole body catches on fire. And, like, the news lady doesn't know it at first. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's because she thinks it's a stunt still. Yeah. So, and he's not near any fucking water. He, like, managed to find, like, some swampy mud. Like, some, like, mud that he was able to, like, lather his shit in. It's really creepy, man. He says, I don't care what they say. He's like, obviously, when you get on fire, what do they say to do? Stop, drop, and roll. Right. He says, when your head's on fire, you do not think that. Your first thing to think is run. He says, I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) He says, but if your head's on fire, you think to run. He said, I heard my ears melting. He said, dude's, like, skin was peeling off, right? Like, a very hard time. And long story short, he had, like, a bad time at the hospital, too. Uh, He went to a not a burn place. And some doctor was trying to help him, and he was kind of thought he could do better than he could, but he was not in the right place. So, like, his healing took really long. So this burn took out, like, probably close to, like, two years of Kane's life. And he's like, that's why he wears the gloves and shit. And that's why, like, I, I don't know if you noticed, but you could see, you know, he's, he's got burns. I yeah. mean, dude's a real-life fucking badass. Yeah. Like, there's nothing you could do to hurt that dude. And wow. he's like, apparently, you know, he's one of the toughest dudes to work with. I mean, he's a, obviously, if you know, have met him, he's a sweetheart if you're, like, a good person. He's nice to you. But um, I don't know. He's a solid guy, man. He's got, like, a heart of gold. Definitely would recommend listening to his audio book. Um, you get a better understanding. Very, I was listening to it with Rachel, and she's not even, a, you know, my girlfriend. She's not a huge horror person. Like, obviously, like not like I am. We were on a plane. She didn't have her headphones, so she's like, "What are you listening to?" And I was like, "Is this this book?" I was like, "I'll start it over so you can listen," because I had already listened to it. I was just in the air trying to distract myself, and right. she's like, "Okay," and she's like, "Wow, this is good." So we listened to it on the way back home too on the plane. So it's a good book. Yeah. So, yeah, Kane's a badass. He did a great job playing Jason. I love part four, final chapter, a lot. So Ted White's a great Jason to me, too. I th- I loved it in that. But how did Jason get to be a killer? He learned it from his mom. His psycho mama. Betsy Palmer playing Pamela Voorhees in this. So you have a... a well-decorated actress. Like, not crazy decorated, but just a well-known family household actress who's a grandma's age who decides, like, yeah, I'll do a slasher flick, sure. They didn't know it was going to be anything. But it added a a real authenticity or a verisimilitude, if you will, to the whole movie. 
because well i guess we can't say there isn't there there's some good actors in this and actresses a lot better than some not a lot better than texas chainsaw for example but obviously this wasn't kevin bacon's first movie but kevin bacon very young before he was kevin bacon kevin bacon yeah kevin bacon kevin bacon kevin bacon I just wanted to say it one more time to see if you'd appear. He did not. He did not. <laughs> you got to do it in a mirror. Don't but how you? often do you get to see Kevin Bacon banging a chick, smoking a joint, and then getting his throat ripped out by a pole from underneath his bed? Not very often, I but you can. I think it's just that one time, sir. Yeah, yep, yep. I've looked into the other movies. It's not that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the one he did, or was that Ethan Hawke? What was the one where like the little girl was buried in the wall? It was a ghost, and it was fucking with him. I don't know. I, I don't. It was him or Ethan Hawke. The motherfuckers look so similar. I forget. They do look similar. Kevin Bacon is great in this. Uh, honestly, everybody had good character build, and it's funny because there wasn't a lot put into the script. It wasn't like a, but there. It just made sense. It just made sense. It was count. This was like a perfect town, America. The. The innocent kids are just good old kids having a fun time. Like, everything was just very believable. And I think it was before the time frame where we were used to the um, generic things that they would get. Oh, give us the hot chick. Give us the jock. Give us the nerd. Give us the, like, now we know that buildup is coming. So, like, people can, you know, oh, that's so cliche. But back then, you didn't really know that. Like, they're just, oh, cool. Let's take my girl to the drive-in and watch this. The way that this movie resonated, mm-hmm. even though it was so simply written, yes, it just worked, man. Lightning in a bottle. I mean, it's the reason why we have. Of course, it when is. When you it's... think of slasher movies, don't you think of a camp? Yeah, don't that... you think of a hockey mask? Mm-hmm. But even even aside from Jason, too. just like if you think of like a oh, we're gonna make an '80s slasher film, you're like, all right, they're gonna be at a camp. That's just like the <laughs> they're gonna be. Oh, there's just some young kids at the camp. That's what really kicked that off. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, I'm going to take a drink of this whiskey here. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. I mean, this is another iconic thing about this movie that I think it made it do so well is the fact, like you said, the killer is a older woman. Like, I don't think that's ever been done before, really. Not really. I mean, I... Obviously, there's probably examples, but nothing sure, to this, but nothing, nothing to this stature. No, it's not normal, like in a in a slasher flick at all. It's not very normal to do it. I'm not saying it's sexist or anything like those guys, but it's just not normal. It's not what you expect. Mm-mm. So it's and another thing that's cool about it, you know. You have this moment, like. Obviously, this show is laced with spoilers. This isn't like, I'm not going to fucking... I'll give you the nice intro where I pack it up and give you information, maybe if you're unfamiliar with the movie, but we're not going to sit here and commentate the movie. There's directors and actors that do that for you for free. Or you could just watch the movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you haven't seen it, uh, you know, I feel like you can still listen, but don't get pissed off about spoilers, about, you know... uh, um, what do we got here? Uh, well, it's, it's it's okay. You don't watch slasher and horror movies really for the story any damn way. That's true, man. Most people don't, unless it's like a new kind of. Yeah, I mean the movies... newer newer horror movies. Yeah, 
I get, but if it's a movie like this, like you know what's gonna happen. It's forty-one years old. I if know. you haven't seen it, you were late if to the program. If it's a slasher flick, I don't care about the story. No, <laughs> no, at all. I just it makes me feel good. I had a shitty day. Kill some people, please. It's funny. It's entertaining. Yeah. Oh it's yeah. It's fun to watch. Now you might some people might say that's fucked up, but it's not real. No. And now then if all this was a... real, then it might be a little bit fucked up, but it's not real. And every once in a while, something like not to like where it's really going to leave with you, but you might have a creeped out moment or something might pop you too. That's a fun feeling. If something gets me where I'm like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. If something scares like, you. Like I like that. It's fun. It, it's it's it, the afterburn of it, I think, is the best part for people. From working in haunted houses and shit, like if my kids, because we'll fuck with each other, but if one of my kids pops out and gets me, I'm like, you got me. <laughs> you, hey, you got me, motherfucker. <laughs> like, because it's funny. It's funny. Some people are, I mean, I'm a little fright or a little flight, <laughs> but when you're in the house, you can't just punch one of your kids. But if you get me good, man, that's funny. Yeah. You got me, man. I got to give you props. So... At the end of this movie, you know, all this heck, the, the, first off, uh, Mancini, the, the, the guy who made the, the music in this, holy shit. First off, the strings, the music in this movie are over the top. They make your stomach, keep you on the edge of your seat. Even if you don't know if you've heard the score of this, you've heard the score of oh, this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, in, it's been adapted by other movies, too. The ree, 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 ree. Yeah. Everybody knows that from the horror genre. This is where this shit started. Absolutely. I mean, Psycho was definitely in there, too, but dun, this was dun, definitely... Dun, dun, dun. It was... And, it, it just freaked you out. It kept you on the edge of your seat. But when you get to the end of this movie, after all this climactic shit happens, Alice, the main character girl, she finds all her fucking friends dead. She's walking around. And then this sweet old woman comes out. And she says, hello, I'm Mrs. Voorhees. And it, like you actually get a moment of like, ah, oh, cool. <laughs> it's an old lady. Like You feel safe. Come here, Grandma. Give me a hug. Let me, let me put my head on them big old Grandma boobs. I need to feel safe right now. That wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. Grandma, start, well, she wasn't a grandma because Jason didn't have babies. How old was she supposed to be? I don't know, bro. She's like 50s or 60s at that point. That's grandma. Yeah, she could be grandma, but Jason didn't have no babies. But daughter was a slut. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't know if she had daughters now. She was a real hoa. I didn't know if she had daughters. Yeah. So she could have been a grandma, but she pops out ready to go action packing she starts saying yo my little boy jason died here because counselors just like you were fucking so now i'm shutting down the camp and it's like weird it's such a silly simple premise but it's like that really works if your oh, kid yeah. fucking died <laughs> like you can totally see your somebody kid, going on the kid died because counselors weren't watching him and he drowned what were they doing having sex and then they're gonna reopen this place where your kid died Okay, Grandma. I see. Go out I with the bang. I'm not saying she should have done it, but I understand. Mm-hmm. I would have killed Kevin Bacon too, Grandma. Right. So, Betsy Palmer, great actress. Rest in peace, by the way. She died not too long ago. I mean, she was old, so it's not like she, she wasn't like in a gunfight or nothing. But the poor dear. Betsy Palmer, dead. Gunshot Did you know wound. that they were originally going to name Jason Voorhees Josh? I do know that. Damn it. <laughs> I do know that. <laughs> that would not have worked at all. Oh, man, it's Josh. <laughs> Josh is not intimidating at all. <laughs> no. <it's... laughs> nope. Name a Josh that you're scared of. Mm. You can't. You can't. 
Oshkosh Bagosh just sounds fun. Oshkosh Bagosh. Yeah, it's not Josh, but it just you know rhymes. Right. You used to wear Oshkosh Bagosh when you was a boy. No, I don't even know what that is, man. Look, I'm only a couple years older than you. My mom dressed me up in Oshkosh Bagosh, some little overalls and shit. Saying Oshkosh Bagosh, I can't even say it. Oshkosh Bagosh. What is that? Like a little overalls and shit from when you was a little motherfucker. Oh yeah, I don't wear that. When you was a kid, I don't you know, wear that like, either. You remember in the '90s, early '90s, when they'd like make you take like the little picture, like you were a painter, and there'd be like a paint splash behind you. One of them <laughs> yeah. pictures, yeah. They throw you. Did in you ever some do off. the? Did you ever do the railing? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they throw you in some Oshkosh bagashes, and you'd be cute. You know, get your little bowl cut. Okay. Well. So. I lost track of whatever it is that you're talking about, which your Bosch Koshbra Rosh or whatever the fuck it is. You're I would saying. say if I had to, you know, think of a movie that I or a movie horror movie franchise that I beat off the most to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but no, not for real. Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, there's so many boobs. There's yeah, so much I mean, stuff in there. There's a lot more sex and boobies and stuff. I mean, it was this was the '90s. If you're here. a kid, you know, what I mean, if you're a kid, this is the '90s. And you though. found and you found this VHS tape. You ain't got no porno mags around, and nah. your shit's throbbing. What are you gonna do? You're gonna put in Friday the Thirteenth. You're gonna go to a sex scene. Oh. Doesn't matter. Just the thoughts and the sounds of it will get you going. That's a little bit weird, but fuck all of you. You've all Jay- done it. Jason goes to hell. Dude, they're little, straight up fucking in All you movie. little bastards could just pull out your phone and go to Pornhub or something and whack off 30 times a day. Wasn't that easy back in the day. You no. understand me? We had to watch horror flicks to get yeah. our rocks off. Yeah, you're starting to understand the trend here. And then I feel bad for generations before that. You know, you're strictly magazines at this point. And then, you know, before that, you're just with your thoughts. <laughs> 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 oh, remember when we used to talk shit to people on Xbox Live at Nulties? I do. And it was just kids. I think that was one of the things I used to say. I was like, why don't you go masturbate to your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine there's like strictly religious people that that's all you do. You know, it's like this is how it's pure. I'm just beating off the thoughts. Sorry, God. Look, dude, I'm a, I'm gonna beat off in my Oshkosh Bagoshes to Friday the, in my Friday the Thirteenth. That's what I did in the '90s, man. Now I will I will say this though. I have a little question for you, and I want to see if you get this, okay? What? Because you've seen almost every Friday the Thirteenth multiple times, right? Yes. Because you're a nerd. Yes. Right. Got it. Yes. So you know me, and you know what scenes I kind of like and stuff. Yeah. Now. I want, out of all the Friday the 13th movies, all the Jason movies, what do you think is my favorite scene? Think about that for a second. Now, I want to see um, if you get yeah, this yeah, now. Yeah, the part eight. I uh, will give you... I will give Part you, eight where he punches his head off. No. Correct. Um, now, that's one wrong answer, but I'll give you a hint. Would you like a hint? Yeah. Okay. It's when he's not... At the lake. There's a lot of options there. I mean, he's in Manhattan. Okay. You're getting warmer now. Or when he's in space. Oh, you're you're talking about the nitroglycerin? No. Now I'll give you another hint. Okay. This was a made into a very popular little meme on the internet for a while. A little like GIF or GIF this scene is made out of. I don't know. 
Okay. Now I'm going to tell you what the movie's from now. Okay. Which movie it is. Okay. Tell me which scene it is. It's my favorite scene of Jason Voorhees all time. Okay. It's when he's in Manhattan. Yes. It's not the head punch scene. No. You know me. Come on. You say you know me. Come on. So when he's is is he on the boat? No. I don't know. You gotta tell me. <laughs> Come on, man. You don't know. No, there's lots. I of thought kill. you knew me, man. I thought we were friends. Uh, we and are all friends. This stuff. You know, I thought we were friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's the scene with the muggers. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where, where they have when the boom in, like, box. The alleyways. Yeah. And it comes up and just kicks it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a gift for a while. <laughs> That is the best one. Just straight up just kicks the boombox. And they're like, hey. They say some like cheesy line. I forget what they said. I would say my favorite from these this original movie. Mm. Well, that's yeah. my favorite all time. Let me see what the... my Now, you know my favorite scene in this in the one we're talking about now is the axe kill. Yes, the axe, axe to the forehead. That That is a great kill. You know, I do like the hitchhiker's... Uh, you know how she slit her throat, got her you know throat slit at the beginning. I thought that was a great build up because it was very much like Psycho because they build this girl up right at the very beginning to almost be the main character, yeah. to be the lead girl. She's super cute. Mm-hmm. She's like you know going into the town. Seems like a great humanitarian. She seems like the final girl almost before. I mean that wasn't a term in 1980, but it just seemed like she was the final girl. And then she hitches a ride and then, like, fucking dies, what, 15, 20 minutes in, gets her fucking throat slit. Dude, not even that. It's, like, five minutes in. Very much like Psycho, you know, like Janet Lee and Psycho. So I thought that was badass. Wasn't expected. I wouldn't have called that. Like, if I was watching that movie again for the first time, I'd have to rewind, like, 500 times. But if I did, I wouldn't expect that. Like, you'd think that chick's going to make it. And it was, like, such a simple, but, like, it still holds well. The the effect looks very well and yeah. realistic. That's good. It's always good when they go off the beaten path a little bit because when a movie is too predictable, I mean, it doesn't hold your interest. It doesn't. It doesn't hold your attention. You're like, oh, let me guess what's going to happen now. And then you get bored, and then you eventually don't watch the thing again. Mm-hmm. You know? But that, that unpredictability of the <clears throat> opening right there just as you described it that's another i like that scene too a lot i think that makes the the movie more special and what made it so success successful is having scenes like that they were inventive with each of their kills they're like how the hell or what are we gonna do now well that's how if they're doing this for a cash grab you gotta at least put some damn effort into it you know now yes here's the question okay what is it here's the question do it what are you yes. excited for a 13th Friday the 13th? Are there 12 of them? Yes. That, that last one, the remake, which was really good. Yeah. I, I really liked it. It actually was pretty good. It was entertaining. It mm-hmm. was everything that I went in expecting. And it, has every, it has the whole recipe to it, so which is good. It followed the recipe, which is very important. When you go out the recipe of something that's iconic as this, nobody's going to fucking like it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. But you followed the recipe, so it was good. Absolutely. Um, did they say that they're going to make a 13th Friday the 13th? So. It has to come out on Friday the 13th. It has to be the 13th Friday the 13th released on Friday the 13th. Not Dick. I said Dick Miller earlier, didn't I? That Victor Miller Dick is the Miller. motherfucker that wrote the, wrote the script for uh, Friday the 13th and Sean Cunningham. 
these two motherfuckers, they've been in court battle over, I don't know, the last few years over the rights of Jason. It's like getting broken down to the point where, like, Sean owns Jason, like adult Jason, but, like, dude owns the name. and Like, it's it's fucking, uh, it's ridiculous is what it's been. It's been ridiculous. So what they both need to do is fucking get over it and then, like, realize, hey, if we release this movie on Friday the 13th, like, anywhere near the fall, you have millions of dollars. I know. Quit being a little bitch about it. Really. What is more fun for a teenager or a young person to take a date to the movies and have them practically holding you out of fear? That's why haunted houses worked. I would have paid lots of money for that then, and I will now, and it's it's a perfect recipe. It's one of the fun things to do when you're that age. Oh yeah, dude. Teenager age is like it's perfect. It 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 really works. I watched. It's not even their money; it's their parents' money. (laughs) You look at all these parents. What what a bunch of fucking bozos! Are you kidding me? Get over your little bullshit and make a new movie and make millions of dollars, you assholes. I know, man. I know. Wow. Have you got the chance to play the video game? I mean, it's been no, out for years I, now. Because it's, it's, it's on PlayStation 3, right? It's on 4. It's I don't know if four. it's 3. I haven't. I know you've played it, and I, I feel uh, kind of dumb that I haven't gotten it or I haven't played it because I'm more into video games than, than you would be. It's a lot of fun. But it looks fun. I imagine it's a lot of fun. Who oh. doesn't want to play as Jason? Oh, it's you know a lot of I mean? fun. And you can pick your different Jasons. And yeah. Then, like, if Anybody's you, a fan should play that game. And then you're the counselor sometime. You could set your preferences. What do you want to be more? But, like, Jason, even if that's your preferred, you'll get him, like, one out of ten times. So it's kind of fun to be a counselor, too, because you can, like, troll Jason. And it's fun as shit to <laughs> escape on him. Like, it's a lot of fun. Is it's a really. A, do you ever escape, or do is it like um, most always? How long you have to escape, or how long you have to stay alive? Is that your goal? So it's a. There's a few different ways to live. It's like a 20 minute map. Obviously, if you survive the time limit, you survive that way. There's a phone fuse that you have to connect to the right house. You can find it in a different house, but there is a house that has the phone. You have to plug it in. You can call the cops. They'll show up on a road like three minutes later but you have to go to that side of the road and you'll be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put a battery and gas in a car and escape that way. So you can work with people. You can work alone. But it's a lot of fun, especially with the car, because Jason has some abilities. Now, most of the Jasons, there's a few of them that have like a light jog, but they don't run. So the counselor's a little faster. And obviously when you're in a car. Now, Jason has powers where you can like more fast or you can like shoot them across the map, but you have to use it very well when you when somebody's got the car and working against you. So it's a lot of fun if you know what you're doing. Because I've made Jason's rage quit before. They get mad. What do you mean? Like you play online? Yeah. Oh yeah. And they that's, rage quit. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's that's the best thing to do. Yeah, you just piss off the people playing because they can't catch you. And then they also have like if you die. Like, you have an option to come back as Tommy Jarvis, or you may. Like, one person from the counselors that die comes back as Tommy Jarvis. So that's kind of cool. You get the, you're, like, super fast, and you get a shotgun. That's cool. Fuck yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I really really need to look into playing that game, because it sounds like a, a lot of fun. And it's, like, so, like, it's simple, 
It's, it, I mean, obviously I'm a little biased. So like, I, would, I know I would really like it. I actually was on vacation the day it came out and <clears throat> buddies that I worked with are like, yo, dude, you got to fucking download this game like ASAP. And I was like, all right, I'll do that. I'll do that. And as soon as I got back, I downloaded it from vacation. It was so much fun. Like I still play it occasionally. Yeah. I think that game came out, fuck, like probably five years ago now. Yeah, it's been a while. So that game's been out for a long time. Ozark Mark? Yes. Do you still see people going out as Jason? Like kids going out for Jason, as Jason for Halloween? Um, I don't know because I haven't really been, like the street I live now is back in that subdivision where I live, goes crazy hard for Halloween. So there's kids all over the place. I'm telling you, like par- cars parked on both sides of the street. Yeah, but buddy. I haven't been there yet. Usually we go over to her family's, and it's a little side street, but there's not a lot of kids there. So I haven't seen a lot of kids lately. But I imagine you, absolutely, they're still wearing the hockey mask. That's bullshit, Mark. Walking, you need to get out there. Walking around with a machete. You know what I mean? <laughs> there has to be. Tell me not. This is the most iconic slasher man of all time character. He's up there. He's, he's he has more kills than anybody. That's true. He yeah. does have a lot of kills. Michael's. I mean, it's hard to say who's the most impactful. Well, Mike. it is. I'm, I'm just saying for like kills and stuff. Like when you, when you think of Halloween time and fall time and stuff, he he definitely pops into your mind. So I I can't imagine, especially uh, adults who are fans of this, definitely have dressed their kids up as Jason, too. Still do. It's a very simple costume too. All you need is like a overall color. You got a, a little mask hockey right mask. there, right next to you. There's the hockey. Yep, there's the Jason mask right there. The one with the red in it, and then you got the other one up there. So you have two Jason masks over here on this wall, but you only have one Michael Myers, and you don't have anything Freddy. So. <coughs> well, the Freddy. Go, I want a phone piece. I want like a ten piece mask though. Like I would have to cosplay it. Now I, I'm gonna get another glove. I did have one from Nightmare Gloves a while, you know, when when I was younger. But I'm gonna get another replica. There are some different people that I see that have good gloves now. But see that mask? That's Trick or Treat Studios. They do really good stuff. Uh, the Michael Myers is that one up there is the NECA. That's the authentic. Friday the 13th Part 3 mask. I mean, it's pretty durable, too. That thing's fucking heavy. That one's knockoff up there, but, you know, it looks still kind of decent. But I do want to get a different glove for Freddy. Mm-hmm. That would be sweet. You think, you, you think you're think you going to dress up this year for Halloween? No. What the fuck, Mark? I, have, I'm, I invited you to the Halloween party, and you didn't come. That's because you made it sound like an orgy. <laughs> That's Your what it was. Advertisement was like. I, what you <laughs> I said. forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was like, <laughs> we haven't gone over here in a while, and everybody's thinking is like, are they like swingers or something? <laughs> That's what people are thinking. <laughs> I hit this picture of like Michael Myers. He was like in this this <coughs> Halloween invite I had. It's like a picture of Michael Myers, and he was like, I don't know. It was like the Burt Reynolds, like, playgirl pose, and he had like this. Uh, Basically, he was naked with only like a rose covering his pink Like, well, it was showing something. his nipple. Like, he had the jumpsuit, but it was like showing his nipple. Right. And <laughs> you said. 
I forget what I said. <laughs> you were I said, said family friendly, but at, at 11, after like 11 p.m. is sexy time. <laughs> <laughs> I, forget. <laughs> I forget. I want to find that picture so bad because that was so funny. It was so funny. Like, I got it immediately. I got it. But I said, everybody bring a else, partner. Because or I don't. know you. Yeah, bring a, yeah, you said bring a partner too. <laughs> I said bring a partner or don't. <laughs> sexy time begins at seven o'clock we look man you know we go hard for halloween you know Cassandra goes hard for halloween you've been to some of our halloween parties dude people dress up all the time at our place that was that's her thing she loves halloween People love Halloween. Loves man. it enough not to come and to my cool Halloween party. No, your cool Halloween orgy. No one not had sex. To. There was a lot of fun. You better come next year. Every year it's at my house. I'm throwing a Halloween rager. That's fine. That's cool because I prefer not to do it at my house anymore because I'm sick of that shit. Yeah, I don't really like to do any kind of parties, but Halloween, I'm like kind of, I don't want to go to somebody else's Halloween party. I feel like it's my job to have the Halloween party. So, so guess th- what? Guess what time it is. Oh, are you are you knowing some things over there? Hit the music. Um. Oh. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, what do you know here? Check this out. I know some facts about this movie here. Are you ready? I want to Are you hear ready them. for this factual explosion that I'm about to spray right here on your face? I'm you actually ready very ready. Okay, so check this out, right? Uh-huh. Now, as you can see, we don't see the uh, the uh, Mrs. Voorhees until later in the movie right here. Okay? Right, she only point of view up. shots. Only she point does- of view shots. Yeah, only point of view shots. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes you get a little bit, but that's the thing. You get a little piece. You see hands, maybe an arm or something. Sweater. Hands. You see a sweater, something. Okay, but you don't see her until uh, three quarters of the way through the movie here. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the reason is, is they only had her filming, that actress, whatever her name is. Betsy Palmer. Yeah, Betsy Palmer. They only had her for 10 days of filming. Okay? Only 10 days of filming here. So that means that all the other kill shots were done by random dudes. What the fuck? That's right. Random dudes were the killers here, not her. Now, you can tell it in a couple of things. If you look really hard, the the scene where Kevin Bacon gets killed in the bunker. Yes. In the bunk bed here after he just got doing his, his, his uh, dingling wet. His nighttime that. duties. Yeah, his nighttime duties here. You see the arm come up. If you look closely, it's a dude's arm. <laughs> it's clearly a dude's arm. It has very manly features here. Hairy and another knuckles. thing here is uh, the dead giveaway is uh, in the final scene where uh, Mrs. Voorhees gets a head cut off. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you look the slow motion <laughs> and her hands are just coming up towards her head like, uh, right? Yes, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, look yeah. Hard. There's hair on them knuckles, pal. Those are dude <laughs> hands. <laughs> they are the hairiest fucking knuckles you've ever seen you could do it frame by frame you can see the hairs blowing in the wind i'm telling you there's so many hairs on these hands those are dude hands 
this hair on those knuckles, pal. <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like something a grandpa would tell you, like, you know, that shows he's not. Hey, look, hey, look here. There's hair on them knuckles, son. I'll fuck out this hair on them knuckles, that. pal. Just say, just say that. Hey, there's hair, there's hair on these knuckles, pal. <laughs> okay. But get, check this out. I know another fact here. Now no. I know another fact. This okay. is going to blow you out of the water here because you're not even ready for this. Okay. Tell now, you me may not. Sound. You may know this. You may not know this. But there's a scene mm-hmm. in the movie where they're one of the cabins, okay? And there's a snake there. There's a snake in the cabin. Yes. It's a common problem. You're in the boonies. You buy lake, water, bugs, rodents. Uh-oh. You got there's snakes. a snake. You got snakes, pal. Okay, you, you got snakes. Jake the snake. Jake the snake. Roberts wasn't here, but there's a snake in there, and they killed the snake, right? Here's the fucked up part about it. It's a real snake. All right, Pete. It's a real snake. It wasn't no fake snake. There was no CGI. It was a real snake, so they had to kill a real snake. Now, that's kind of sad, because this aim, I don't want to see a snake die, okay? You know, unless he it's coming did. after me or something, but it was a real snake in that scene. They had to use a real snake, and they killed the real snake. Cut his tail off. And that shit. is that is a little sad. It I had to kill a, I had to kill a snake over the summer because he kept coming back to the porch. I kept trying. I mean, I used to know I got a big yard. I tried to set him free. Try to, and he kept coming to the porch. He was like getting territorial over it. And the well, kids that's were when out. He fucks up. Yeah, he had to go. I had, to, but I did it swiftly. I did it with the head chop off as well, but only because I have a big yard and this motherfucker kept coming up to my kid. You know, I got my youngest, she'll be three next month. So it's like, you know, you can't have a fun. I mean, this is a, probably a two foot snake. It was a black snake. Oh, that's a rat snake. They, uh, they yeah. are not poisonous. Yeah, they don't. They, the only thing it would do was bite. And I don't care, but like my kids, they see a snake and it's like, you know, fucking. I need to touch it. There's a no, no. There's like there's a bomb going. Out. Like my family freaks out. They see the snake, uh-huh. they run. So you know they were freaking out. It was getting annoying. You know I didn't want to do it, but you had to do it. You know what? You know, God rest his soul. What can you do? What can you do? I wouldn't know. You know it's silly. It's like when people are afraid of dogs. It's like they can only get you with one thing: their mouth. That's it. If you it, it, grab it, a snake, it always uh, it always fascinates me that people are scared of bugs. It's like, do you them. understand? <laughs> you are a human being. <laughs> yeah. You are like 200. You're like a thousand times bigger than that. Like, Th- just there needs kill to be like thing. 20 hornets in here for me to be like, fuck. Yeah, like, that's a lot. Then, yeah, when, when they got wings, it's a different story. But if it's just a bug, just fucking stomp the thing and get on with your day. Anyway, yeah. what do you know here? That's oh, what I, I know. Well, I know all, that's all that I know here. Uh, what do you know here? Well, I know some stuff too. Okay, I know some stuff too. So we have a character in this movie. The character's name is Bill. Okay, Bill, he gets a arrow through his head. That's how he reaches his demise. And then uh, Alice finds him kind of towards the end of the movie. She's running out of the doorway and sees the guy. He falls out of the door frame. He's swinging there. The classic, you know, dead body find. Find your dead friend swinging there. Sure. So, you know who that actor was? That no. was that was Bing Crosby's son. You know, Bing Crosby, like the old singer, like, you know. Walking in a window wonderland. Like, did he do a lot of Christmas movies? He, he, well, he did, yeah, music? he did a lot of Christmas movies. He did that one Christmas I'll movie. What's the one? I'll be home for 
What's the one where it's a, oh fuck now I'm gonna get mad because uh, obviously my Bing Crosby Christmas movies is knowledge isn't as high as my horror movie knowledge here but is it music is that what you meant White Christmas what the fuck uh, dog? I just sang that didn't I no you just sang I'll be home for the holiday I think he sings that too he sings every Christmas song actually ever made does uh, Bing Crosby actually invented every Christmas song I bet he did. Well, he did. You know, he was, you know, a little pre before Sinatra. He kind of was like the first guy to be like that, in my opinion. So, that's his son, Bill. That's his son. No way. Yeah. Uh, I think his name's guy. Harry. Harry. Has Harry he, Crosby. Has he gone on to a success, successful career after that, or is he just... No, you know, his father passed away, and I imagine he's comfortable. Yeah. yeah he's probably pretty comfortable. Yeah. Okay. What else do you know here? I know you've got handsome eyes. Thank you. But it's besides my eyelashes. that, you know, I it's I, my I, eyelashes. Okay, I have fucking fantastic eyelashes. That's okay? what I hear too. Women love my eyelashes. Well, my- I don't know because I don't really, you know, talk to a lot of women, but my wife loves my eyelashes. She can buy all the eyelash things in the world. They ain't gonna be these eyelashes, son. Okay. Beautiful eyelashes. These ain't gonna be these eyelashes, son. No, they're not. That's My what that's what it's all perfect. about. I have a very perfectly proportioned face. Nothing is off, except for my teeth. My bottom teeth, they're a little bit fucked up, but I got a perfectly proportionate face. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you could do something about the overall, you'd be in good shape. You know what your problem is? I got a lot of problems. But you know what your problem is? I don't know anything Everything else. above the neck. Yeah, well, I would think, I would say... Get it? You're fucking ugly. (laughs) I would say everything below the hat. That's a very, uh, um... I just get plastic surgery like you fucking want. Tone, anybody that gets plastic surgery, surgery really kind of looks worse. I'm going to get it I guess that's Botox or whatever it is. I don't know what that surgery is. Like the lip injections and stuff, or like the, the face stuff where they do the puffy face. I don't get that puffy face thing. I saw a video. It was just randomly on the... Because I look through Facebook videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw one. It was this attractive, very attractive girl. No, hot girl. And then she got that fucking puffy face shit. And then it's like, what the fuck did you just do to yourself? Yep. Like, stop it. <clears throat> yep, 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 yep. That's what I'm going to do now because you've made fun of me. Well, you could use a little bit of puff. Okay. Anyway... Is that all you know here? Well, I guess that's all I know. Well, then I know that's that... all you know. Yep, that's all I know. What interesting facts about Friday the 13th? I'm telling you. Do you remember... These facts probably blow your fucking mind. Do you remember the the, the main counselor that was there? Like the manager counselor, Mr. Christie? The uh, dude that was putting the major moves on Alice? Yeah. He, he just like wore these jean shorts... That I don't know if my significant other could fit into. They were a piece of I, I, what I believe happened was he had them sewn onto his body. Okay, and he doesn't have a shirt shirt on, but he has enough chest hair to like replace a shirt. And it's like, and then he has like a handkerchief, right? This red bandana handkerchief tied around his neck. It's quite a look, Ozark Mark. And it's a brave, bold look, and he was very, he was he was relishing in that look. He loved it. 
Yeah. And he was putting some real creeper vibes down on Alice. So he definitely deserved to die. He was the fellow that died in a raincoat, okay? So if you walk around in little goofy-ass jean shorts with, like, an ascot tied around your neck, be prepared to die in a fucking raincoat. Maybe that's what little Georgie did in it. That's why he died in a raincoat. He was wearing little jean shorts and acting like a real creep. Stephen King didn't give us those details, did he? No, he did not. That's how you die in a fucking raincoat. Either or you're Gordon the Fisherman. He probably died in a raincoat. No way that guy's still alive. He was an old man on the fish sticks when I was little. He's old. On the what? The fish stick guy, Gordon the Fisherman. I thought you said fish stick. Yeah, well, it's the same thing. That's what they're made from. A piece of a fish cock grounded up. <laughs> what? Breading. No, it's not. I mean, there's definitely Stop fish cock it. in there. There's not fish cock in a raincoat. <laughs> not in a raincoat. In fish sticks. In fish sticks? Yeah. You're telling me there's fish sticks in mm-hmm. fish sticks. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be. <laughs> there's got to be. If you Good really thing think I don't eat it. fish sticks. Oh, I love them. Oh, dude, you would. Ketchup? Oh, God, a little ketchup and fish sticks, boy. Shit. Ain't you ever been poor? He eat the money. Listen. Look, millions of people love fish no, sticks. <laughs> millions sticks of people horrible. love fish sticks. Any frozen fish, if fish ain't fresh, it's god awful. No, I will agree with that, but it's fish sticks. That's like saying... It's like the hot dog of a fish, and it's horrible. But hot dogs are still fucking good. Oh, I love hot dogs. Uh, dude, I eat a motherfucking cold but hot dog. But it's fish, though. But I'm telling you, they're fucking nasty. You eat, look, and this man eats tuna and peanut butter sandwiches. Yes, I do. You are a vile human being. Right, look. That's probably why you had sewage burbs, because you've been eating nasty fish sticks and peanut butter and tuna <laughs> sandwiches. <laughs> now, here's what you have to do. Here's what you have to do. No, okay, sewage, now listen, Mark's, Mark's it, making it seem as if... For those who have sewage burps, you probably don't know what they are because you never experienced anything so oh, horrible in your life. Who know. This man across from me had the worst surge sewage burps. That's what he called them. I don't know what they're technically called because there's probably not a fucking name for these things. It was they're like worse a mutant power. Any, will you shut up? I'm trying to tell him about your nasty, vile sewage burps was, from your awful fish sticks and protein tuna peanut butter sandwiches mm. <laughs> don't say mm, it's gross that's not good <laughs> but your sewage burps smelled so bad it was worse than any fart that you can imagine it's worse it's worse than if you ate slim jims and drank milk for a week and then you just <laughs> fucking farted your sewage burps still would smell worse than that oh that could kill an infant Oh, I mean, yeah. I haven't got them in probably like a decade. Well, that's I good because like. you probably stopped eating fish sticks and fucking peanut and tuna butter sandwiches. Look, dude, you just get a little piece of toast, right, and a thin spread of peanut butter on that toast. No, and then you get some tuna that's in a pouch. Stop it. Do Make sure it's dry. Stop and then giving put it people. on that toasted bread with a thin spread of peanut butter, and you'll be like, yo. I'm telling you. You'll be like, yo. I don't fuck with no. mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is nasty. I don't like mayonnaise on many things. Mayonnaise is nasty no, to there, me. No, there's some things that require mayonnaise, okay? I just like can't a BLT, do it. you need a mayonnaise on a BLT. Yes, you do. You need some you need mayonnaise on like a sub cold cut combo sandwich. Now, not a lot, just a little bit of thin just to give it a little bit of taste cuz then it's too dry. Nope, mustard, yes. boy. Give me mustard over mayo. God, Spicy so or honey mustard. So vile. 
You are a vile human being. You don't like honey mustard? No wonder why you like horror movies, because you're a vile, weird individual. Cisco. But I love you, though, pal. You're a good guy. There's hair on them knuckles, pal. And let me tell you, Cisco. <laughs> Cisco and Ebert wouldn't approve of my diet either. <coughs> what? Cisco and Ebert wouldn't approve of my diet or sewage burps either. No, they wouldn't. But they, look, you would be a misogynist asshole or whatever the hell you'd be. Yeah, they would call me something. I would, you know, sometimes I wish I could be. You know, I've got two daughters and then obviously a lady. I got a teenager. I, I wish I can say, I, I was like, yeah, I got this in order. Look, dude, there's times I have to hide. They, It's like, you know, you remember the part in Terminator, like where he's having flashbacks to like the war and like what it looked like? Sometimes that's what it's like. I'm like crawling through my house hiding because the girls are fighting with each other. And you know how that could be. If there's multiple dog, you just, you, you hide. You just hide. Sometimes I'll grab the, uh, if there's a peaceful one. Because sometimes three's company. There might be a peaceful one. You just grab that one. The like, peaceful one. <laughs> yeah, let's go. And it could be a different one each day. You don't know, but you know, and you're just and, and I tell you what's a I'll tell you what's a danger word, pal. I don't know. I'm just hungry. No, hungry. Hungry is the danger word. Oh my god, it's it's not the same. Like, cause a guy can eat like one meal all day like you might be like damn i'm hungry but you're not gonna like be extremely rude you might get a little like short no i'll get pissy like if i haven't eaten all day but i'll announce it and you'll know right away okay be I'll like man something fuck, man i like after you get pissed like what the fuck did you do to god damn dude i haven't eaten all day man. i won't fuck. barter like, you'll announce it <laughs> i'm not gonna barter with someone else and blame them for well fine if we're not gonna get this then i just won't eat i hate that <laughs> Well, then don't eat. Like, I don't care. When I'm hungry, you know what's weird? I fucking eat. (laughs) I I know. I know. It's a crazy concept. I don't know what uh, what they did before. You know, you know what you you know what it's like to get your 15 year old daughter to agree with with. No, I don't because I don't have a 15 year old daughter. Like what? my son, he's pretty like unless you throw something wild in front of him, he's ten. But like if you just give him the basic setup, he'll just eat the fuck out of whatever's in front of him. The baby is the baby, so you know she she'll eat that. But the fifteen year old and like, and her, let's get Skyline. I don't want Skyline. I had that for lunch. Okay, well I'll get Chick Fil A. Mm I'm not doing Chick Fil A. Mm You're just like cool. Well, I guess I'll go fuck myself, huh? Son, let's go. We're going to go eat cereal in the basement. And that's what we do. What age is the appropriate age to show a child Friday the 13th? This one we're talking about now? Yes. Mm. Probably not a child. No. I mean, I was a kid. Well, I'd say probably about... Well, how old are you when a freshman in high school? 14 or 15. You're 14 or 15. All right, so I'd go between 13. Mm-hmm. Ironically enough, not trying to, you know, put it on there, but like around eighth grade. Oh, yeah. You know, 13 years old. You know what sex is. You're into girls at that age, so which it because ha- it has that. It has sex, but then it has murder, too. And you've known about fucking murder since you were like fucking fourth grade. Okay. Oh yeah. 
So I think that's a good mix of them to finally. But as long as you're not watching with a parent, because then it's just awkward. Because you got the fucking. Oh, there's a lot of sex and shit in this. Yes. So you don't want to be watching that with your parents or nothing. Because that's no. just awkward. But at 13, I think you can be. You can watch it and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You won't be fucked up. It's a now, movie. Once again, this is not financial advice. So do not do what we tell you. You can do whatever you want with your own children. Yes. Okay. Not, yeah, I that's don't even actually, have children, so don't ever listen to me, ever. I have dogs and cats. That's about it. I don't really I let, let my kids... I let watch Friday the 13th. One of the dogs is seven, so I'm very not a good parent. <laughs> I'm not going to let my kids watch the, the awkward shit with me. I don't want to watch sex and drugs in front of me. I don't know, like that... It's it depends on how gratuitous or how crazy it is because the fifteen year old like because I don't know I like to watch good movies and it's like kind of at that cool stage where well, murder and gore is something different because you can watch that with your kid and it's fine. But oh yeah, like I mean, it's when you get into the drugs and and the sex, which is more, it's just hilarious enough. Will will fuck them up a little bit more, I think. Not but it's really, cool where you can watch like, cool movies. You know, you know how many fucking cool movies that I've had like where I'm like yeah. It's just like this movie, and you, like, can't watch it with them yet, but, like, now I'm at that age where it's like, ah, oh, we can actually watch this fucking movie. We can watch Saving Private Ryan, and you would understand the context. Like, you, you know, it wouldn't just be like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do more Friday the 13th episodes as well. And you know what else I want to do, Mark? I think it would be a fun episode if you and I either reacted to the all the segments of Siskel and Ebert trash on Friday the 13th. And then I also think it would be cool to, like, do a full, tell, you know, go what they said, like, full and in their interview about their rant on slashers. I think that'd be a cool episode just because it's just neat to see how the public responded to these movies and how they did everything they could to really, like, tarnish them. And it's like the way I look at it, it's like back in the, you know, late 80s, might have been early 90s when uh, Tipper Gore got in a big fight with rock and roll. And she says, you know, all you record label companies and music groups have to agree to um, put parental advisory on your CD if it's bad or if it's fucked up, you know, which really way to go, Tipper, you dumbass. How do you think kids know what the good stuff is? Give me the fucking one with the parental advisory. Yeah, oh, yeah. All that was was an advertisement to say, this is good. Yeah. When we were that age. Parental advisory, yep, that's the one I like. Give me that one. Of course. You didn't want, I didn't want to get anything that didn't have parental advisory on it. Exactly, man. So it kind of, you know, it kind of works the same way um, with the movies as well. So when you try to... I don't know, criticize it and say it's shit, say there's no value here. That's bullshit, man. They're fun movies. Well, if anything, they helped it be more successful because they trashed it so much. Right. I mean, these movies... Same thing with the parental like the, the parental advisory effect, like you just said. Yeah, you're promoting it. People and these movies... want what they can't have. It's gone back to the beginning of fucking time with Adam and Eve and the stupid apple and shit. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, you're very right. And don't all you have, you guys could live here in Harmony. All you gotta do is don't fucking take an apple. All you had to do. We're humans. We are stupid morons. We are going to take something. If you tell us we can't have something or something is horrible, we're gonna investigate it and see why either why it's horrible 
or it's going to become a thing of, you know, like when something's really horrible, it becomes popular and good because it's bad. If those old men really didn't like slasher movies, they should have just not said anything and gave it no light, no publicity. Exactly. Because if you go and do a whole episode, you're pretty much telling all these teenage boys, if you haven't seen this movie, check this one out. Any publicity for anything is good publicity. doesn't matter what it is. It really springboarded these movies. I mean, not to mention that it's great content, all these flicks were on the Friday uh, 13th. How do you think Eminem Mm -hmm. became probably one of the greatest rappers of all time? People hated him. They tried to cancel him. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Same thing with this stuff. They tried to cancel this horror movie, and it made it blow up to fucking 12 movies. Fuck yeah, man. That's I can't wait for the concept. 13th. It it really springboards them into that. Like, it gets them all amped up, you know, gets all the kids, makes the public. And then the, this kind of had, like, a word-of-mouth thing, too, because, you know... Some girl would go see the movie. She'd bring her girlfriend. Then, you know, you'd bring your boyfriend. It's a great movie to bring. Or boyfriend brings boyfriend. Or girlfriend brings girlfriend. I know. Please I, be, yeah, please shit, be I don't correct. Judge. We don't want to assume anybody's sexuality. No, we do not. And neither Somebody do we care. Somebody brought a plant. I don't know yeah. what you're into. These you days. could fish your butthole. I don't give a fuck. What if somebody fell in love with a Venus? What if somebody fell in love with one of those Venus flytraps? You know the ones that close. <laughs> Put your little ween head in there. <laughs> yeah. Have it bite it up. And get stuck, and you're just dragging a Venus flytrap. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, it's dangerous. We keep each other alive. Yeah. So, I. Okay, I guess aside from the first one, if you had to say what's your favorite of the franchise, what would it be? My favorite franchise? Or favorite movie in the franchise. Oh, Freddy vs. Jason. Does that count in the franchise or no? No. It doesn't. I'm not going to give it the Nightmare or to... It, like, it technically, yes, but like not a Friday the 13th. Okay. Uh, probably the, I think the 2009 one, is it? Okay, so you like the more recent one? Yeah, I like that yeah. one too. That one's pretty badass. Just because, I mean, it's not the bash on the older movies at all. Mm-hmm. I like the older movies, but I, I think that one was done really well. You got, and it has Jason in it. Now, this one, this one's cool because you see how Jay, how it started, how we got it, Jason. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that you got you got to appreciate about this one is Jason really isn't in it at all until yeah, just know, a little boy Jason. You know, it's just little boy Jason, like whatever. But you got Jason, you got the hockey match. Is that Kane Hoddard? Where? When? The 2009 movie I'm talking no. about? No, this is a different fella as well. I forget his name. To, uh, it's right on the tip of my fucking tongue, but it'll come to me. Well, I'm th- I think that guy did a good job too. I mean, he's a good Jason. All the Jasons are good. He did I don't do have a good. problem with any of the Jasons at all. Ken Mears? Yeah. I, well, this one, I'll tell you what, I think that 2009 name? one, we originally had a quote from that uh, movie in one of our songs, our song with Mars, when we used to do music, horror music back in the day, yeah. horror rap music. Yeah, if I remember dead, that. It was the two kids, and they had, we had a dead body. We got to get out of here. Like that quote. This Jason was a big inspiration for when we used to write this music back in the day, at least for me. I'm telling you, one day where you... You sent me. We got a new song to do. I'd watch a fucking Jason Voorhees. Get pumped up, Get man. Get a little inspiration for it. So I'd say that one. Which one is your favorite, sir? My favorite would be the final chapter, part four, uh, the one with Corey Feldman. I just I watched that one first 
when I was young. I mean, I don't know. I was like probably fucking eight or something, but it was it was really good. It's probably the best mm. out of the, uh, and I liked them all, but it was taken the most serious. Three is really well. I think it was more focused on the three D aspect of it. That was a very new thing. Yeah. Um, so I would say part four is my favorite. Mm. It goes back and forth a lot. It would be really hard for me to say. I do love part five. I really do. I mean, that's the one where it was Roy, the medic, you know, where it was, he was dressing up as Jason. That one's good too. People shit on that one, but I like that one a lot too. I just watched a lot when I was younger. So part five is up there. Um, I mean, I, I love them all. Obviously I'm not crazy about Jason X. That was so, so it was more of like for the fans. It was yeah. like kind of showing off the killing. It was the mm-hmm. showcase kills. So we'll just go part four. Part seven's really good too. I didn't like that as much when I was younger. That's when um he fights Tina and she has like telekinesis. It yeah. was really supposed to be like uh Jason versus Carrie. That mm-hmm. was the premise because Carrie was pretty hot. But yeah. when I was younger, I thought that was a stupid fucking premise. But as I've gotten older, like I like that a lot more. And it's Kane Hodder, and I appreciate it for the special effects. And his his touch on it. So, yeah. Part four is just great, though. I mean, once again, back to Corey Feldman. You're going to have an 80s banger if you have Corey Feldman in the picture. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, what would you rate this movie here, uh, Christian Ramey? Well, okay. If I. Friday, Friday the 13th, 1980. What, so do, you, what I, are you rating? I'm going to take it through a quick rundown of how we do it here. So, uh, if we're going three points for each category. So kills. So this is very innovative. We're gonna go three out of three on kills. Casting. Fuck. Were these kids a lot of theater kids too? Yeah, they were, man. So for honestly, for casting, I gotta give it a three out of three too. You got fucking Kevin Bacon, you know, Betsy Palmer. A lot of these kids where they made a call and they got like theater like kids, like real like actual Yeah, man. So I'm gonna give them a three out of three here too. And then was it scary? Uh the fear? I don't know. I say two, because um, it's not anything. I don't think it's anything you're gonna lose sleep over. Yeah. That, but that, but that's that music, the the over the top music. I fuck created with you on is, too. It's very iconic music, and it, it helps build the fear a little bit because it really wasn't that scary. But that music helped build the fear a little bit too. So. It did a lot. So I agree with you on the two. So we're at, uh, you know, what are we out of here? Nine points. Well, three plus three is six. Plus two is eight. Eight, well, I counted the final point. Why did you count the final point? The final one-point category is the fucks with a category. Oh, and well, do you indeed uh, fucks with it, sir? I do indeed fucks with it. Do so, it? yeah, I would give it a 9 out of 10. Who would have thought that you would have fucked with it? That's a pretty... I, I like my system. I'm actually pretty proud of my rating system because it's very simple, but... It's a good system. Yeah, I mean when you're when you're thinking of a horror flick, the casting really has to like work. You don't have to be like A plus actors, but you have to work well sure. on screen. Yep. Okay, that mm-hmm. that makes it kills doesn't have to be the best, but it doesn't have to be the most gory to be the best in kills. But innovative, what? That's what you're in the horror flick for. If somebody like, let's sit, I'll give you a good example. You remember Thirteen Ghosts? Yes. You remember when a lawyer gets split in half by the elevator thing? Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> like it wasn't like the craziest, goriest thing you've ever seen. You're not gonna like throw up your dinner or anything, but it was a badass kill. Yeah. That was a cool fucking kill. So it's a, you know that that's just a good example. There's of a like, there's a there's a million ways to die. Choose one. Exactly. You know? There's exactly. a million different options that you can kill somebody. Exactly. Or somebody can die by. So you so you really that's the most important thing. If you're gonna have kills in a movie, you really have to think them through. Mm-hmm. And then um, what else? Especially gonna... in a horror movie, because you don't want if it's just guns, it's it's boring. Or, yeah. You know, just a typical beat down. It's it gets a little boring. So you gotta get creative in it sometimes. Which I agree. Know, did. So you know, you, you got you got your casting here, right? You got the fear. Was it scary? I think that's an important category too. So you got your fear, your casting, your kills, and then you know, just uh, you don't want to be too too into yourself you don't want to be too fucking arrogant and give yourself three points for the fucks with it so that's just a one point category no, no, I, that's I'm, your I'm final very, touch i'm very into myself oh that's good well you, you should feel good about yourself i hope everybody out there is feeling good about themselves well you should yeah i mean you what's should. life all about if you're not feeling good and watching scary movies but i agree i only need one star you don't need three stars no just one just, just one. one one big one Big one. Mario yeah. only Mario only needed one star. So he got superpowers. Four hundred and sixty eight million dollars altogether. All these fuck Ooh. movies have made. And you guys are bitching about rights over it. Shut up and make another movie. Will you guys fucking make up already? God. Oh, quit being fucking bitches about it. I oh know. my god. Your and it's children, the thirteenth and Kane up. Hodder has agreed. I'm sorry to cut you off, Mark, but I'm What'd fired you say? up. Say it again. Kane Hodder agreed to do the 13th. Oh, my God. Come on. Do you realize? Do you even realize the the, the, the possibilities? Because you know your budget is going to be off the fucking charts for this one. If you can set it up where it's the 13th movie, a Friday the 13th, that's iconic in itself, and then you do it near Friday. God damn it. Like This is a fucking... You're talking about a cash grab, sir. This is going to generate monopoly money for these motherfuckers so tom mclaughlin uh the guy that wrote the sixth one he was he's written a friday the 13th script now that that's not that doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean they're gonna buy it use it or anything like that but he said he's written one it was kind of like a public story in the horror mm-hmm. world and he said it's gonna be a little different because it's gonna be like an all-girl cast and it's gonna be like not jason's obviously not girls but it's gonna be all girls and, like, apparently, it's, you know, they're going to team up. They're going to make it seem, you know, make the broads stick together and get tough, which I'm cool with. I like horror movies. That would never work. Girls but hate it, each other too much. They're never going <laughs> to team up. Stop it. Yeah, it can only be one. Uh, it's like locking <laughs> cats in a bathroom. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. They're all going to – it will be crazy, though, to watch them turn on each other all the time because that that's really a, that's happens. a horror so that's movie very in itself yeah <laughs> <laughs> but what tom wanted to do was have it somewhere cold in the snow so like some 30 days of night shit picture jason killing like in the snow and shit wouldn't that be neat that would wouldn't be that be interesting cool, red snow buddy yeah yeah i could see that it yeah been done before yeah, and I, I don't care too much about the storyline. I don't go into it for the storyline. But then the snow, no. you've got me a little there. So maybe they you should can look do into a lot it. of things with an icicle. 
Yeah, so maybe they should either use Tom's script or maybe steal from it, you know, and give him a little credit. Or maybe just make a stupid movie and get paid. Yeah, come and with Kane Hodder, it would be legit, dog. I know! You're missing out, like, on a lottery. Oh, I know. And maybe that's why they're so fucking apprehensive, because they know it's the 13th, and they know it's going to be a big jackpot. But it's like, come on, you guys are fucking old. I know. Like, what are you going to do? You guys Even aren't loaded. Even half of that, even half of that, you are going to live absolutely comfortably. Uh, they already are. What are you going to do? Pricks? Like, I guarantee you, they have a, fount- a water fountain in their house with Hawaiian punch in it. I would definitely. That sounds good as shit. Yes, I haven't had Hawaiian punch in a long time. Dude, I love Hawaiian punch. I know I won't get it either, but it's delicious. Anyway, so that's a good rating for it, Mr. Christian Ramey. Yep, I we agree. We're very much into it here on the, the Friday the 13th here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast. <laughs> Why don't you quit messing around and tell us where these fine people can get a hold of us, communicate with us, email us. You can, you know, all, all that good stuff. Go ahead, please. Go. Okay, so Ozark Mark's address is... No, I'm just kidding. If you guys want to get a hold of us, have some recommendations on the episodes or shows, you can find us at Twitter. And our handle would have been Sloppy Horror, but Twitter didn't let that happen. So it's at Horror Sloppy. H-O-R-R-O-R-S-L-O-P-P-Y. Fucking bastards! Yep, and you can send us a message. You can say, hey, fuck you guys. I think you're bitches, and we'll read it, and maybe we'll reply. Maybe we won't. I don't know what happens in our day. But that's fine. You can do that. And then also be sure to look us up on YouTube because we got some shit on there. We're going to start putting these episodes up on YouTube as well with video. We know some of you guys prefer that. But in the meantime, we, we got a little little bit of all kinds of flavor on there. So check us out there too. And you, and you can hit us up there. You can say, hey, fuck this video. And I don't like you guys. And we'd be cool with that. So we got lots of cool episodes coming up. I hope you folks are excited. It's not all just movies. we got TV shows. Uh-huh. I'd like to talk a little bit about Clarice. That's been a good TV show, too. Hello, Maybe we'll Clarice. dive into that. Yes. Yes. Maybe do some things like the Siskel and Ebert episode where we discuss some uh, that episode where they talk shit about the slashers. Okay. There's all kinds of neat episodes. You know what? Uh, did you, I was going to tell you, Ozark Mark, you heard about that thing, Cursed Films on Shudder? No. It's pretty good. Good concept for all you guys that didn't hear any pretty of good, that. Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, pretty uh, good. But it goes it, in on it? movies that were kind of fucked up on the set and stuff, like, you know, like Poltergeist, how all the crazy shit happened, like the little girl, like it, movies like that, movies that are cursed, uh-huh. talking about The Crow, you remember The Crow, yeah. Brandon Lee died on set. It's pretty good. So it's, it's that kind of shit. You'd be interested in it, but... I definitely would love to talk about some more shows, some more movies, anything horror. I mean, we're about to be rolling into convention season and Haunted House's time. So you, you guys will see us all over the place. Yes, you will. In your window, in your closet. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Taking pictures. Stay tuned because my underwear poster is going to come out soon. It's going to be on the website and my cameo will be in your bedroom. That's right. That would be kind of cool. I'd like that. That's right. With a hole in the boxers so you can figure out what's about to pop through there. Friday the 13th. I'm very happy we could do this. I'm happy you guys could stick with us. And if you made it this long, you're a special little camper. I love you. I do too. All right. All right, guys. Well. Say goodbye to the people. Goodbye.